Good afternoon and welcome to the Minnesotan Pod. Today we bring in University of St. Thomas assistant coach Leon Hayward. We're going to hear a really fun story. I've been waiting a long time to get to know Leon. We spent a little bit of time before the show and I think you're going to be really, really well entertained. We're going to hear about how he learned how to play the game, how he picked up the game where he played in his youth career, and how he had a bunch of great hockey influences including coach Bruce Boudreaux his youth coach, his high school coach, John Gardner. You're going to hear about his coaches. You're going to hear about his wife. You're going to hear about his kids. And you're going to hear about uh, hockey recruiting uh, back in the good old days and hockey recruiting today. So I hope you enjoy today's show. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire Well, Leon, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. We have texted, spoken. We've had a lot of contact over the last three or four years, um, but we've never met face-to-face. Good to see you. It is awesome to see you, and I'm really excited to help tell your story, both personally and professionally, and and uh, and just kind of hear who you are, and hear a lot about St. Thomas. You guys just coming off your first two games. One wasn't pretty, but the second one was a, a little bit more thing of beauty, right? Yeah, it's not too bad. We're, we're uh, we don't like moral victories, but uh, it was certainly better uh, than you know Sunday was better than Saturday. Saturday. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. All right, so. Uh, this some of the questions you're prepared for. This is going to be kind of a, a out of left field. Just came up with this one. So, you've been kind of a Minnesota wannabe. I mean, you're here all the time. I see you in ranks all the time. We've never really met because I'm either attached to one of these headsets or or running out the door. I got a, or I got a camera in my hand. And I'm tra- tracking things down. But you've been here a lot and spent a lot of times when you were at Colorado College. You spent a lot of time recruiting Minnesota. We could list off all those Minnesota recruits, who I'm sure you had a heavy hand in getting to come to Colorado College. Now you're here, right? And it's like, is this like uh, everything you ever dreamed of, or is it not as good as you th- dreamt of? It's like uh, every night before I head home, I tell my wife, like, hey, I got to go see a game. You know, it's one of those things where, where it's really exciting, um, but there's so much hockey here, so much to watch, and we're not even in the high school season yet. So um, that's when it gets uh, really fun. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. But uh, no, I, I'm just so I feel you know really privileged to be here and to be in the state um, and to be welcomed in by a lot of folks here. I mean, you've made I mean, a lot of connections here over the last few years, and it's not easy. And you're not even one of us. I know. It's, it it's usually that, takes about ten years to become one of us. Right. I think you're already one of us, and you've only been here like six months. I, I gotta say. Um, especially on the college side, the guys have been awesome. Um, you know, from the Gibbies of the world, yeah. um, you know, to Rabs and Nick Oliver, you go through all the guys. She's and, dropping and nicknames here. That's Mike Gibbons. Yeah. Right? Garrett Raboyne. Who was yeah. the other name you dropped Nick there? Nick Oliver. Nick, oh my yeah. God, yeah, great He's guy. awesome, right? So so all these guys, and, and, there, and there's It's funny that more. Gibby's back in the game. Because yeah. he st- did he miss a year, or did he just, did he just retire and then jump? I he think retired. He, he did he, one of those Did he take one year off? 
He or took zero years year off. off. Or I don't even know if he took a I'm full year sure. off. I'm not even sure. Sorry. But he wanted us kind of like, uh, maybe he just wanted to get you know his Twitter following up and <laughs> retired. He's kind of like MJ. Yes. Retired. Everybody tells you how much you love him, and then he's back in the he's ring. He's back in. You know, he changes colors, and he's back. So That's now he, right. But he's he's one of the best. and um, but But I think a lot of it, uh, really has been being accepted by just so many of the coaches um, in the area, and certainly that trickles all the way down to high school levels and things like that and get to know people. Yeah. Um, so the reason I say that one of us, I mean, you really like Minnesota. What did you? What do you like so much about it? I like the runway for the player. I like the – Ooh, we're gonna stop on that one. Just yeah. let I know. Uh, we'll get to the next thing you like, but tell me about the runway. This is a big deal to me as well. So, if you're in a non-traditional market uh, at 15, 16, you you kind of have to make a decision whether it's financially or just leaving to play somewhere. Um, it can be really stressful years after those kind of bantam years on where to go play, and in Minnesota. Worst case scenario, you play for your high school, which is clearly a great option for for kids here. So they have a longer runway to continue to play, uh, less stress of who am I going to play for? Where's my next step? Do I where am I going to live? Where am I going to live? Um, All those things. Where am I going to go to school? Uh, Let's not forget that. Right at the end of the day, that's it's about you know getting to that college. So. I just think there's a great runway here. I appreciate it. I coach high school hockey back east for a long, long time, and so I appreciate Prep school. The, yeah, I appreciate the level um, in so many ways. And kid that popped into my brain here, and it's not, it doesn't even go to your school. He probably, he probably played yesterday for for St. Cloud. Is Cooper Wiley? He had it. Literally, no one knew who Cooper was when he was a sophomore or junior, and he just kind of sprouted. And there's a lot of those kids here in Minnesota that have that longer runway to sprout. For sure, and I think just in general, when you have the ability to have access to tons of rinks or or ice in general, um, outdoors or indoors, uh, quality coaching at every level, um, it just it just it just has that environment to get better um, and to kind of take your time with it. And there are plenty of players that. you know, whose stories aren't written at the end of their, their yeah. senior year of high school. And they can go on and go play in the North American League or go play in the USHL or BCHL or whatever, any one of these leagues, and continue to write their story. But they didn't have to make that decision at 16, you know, their sophomore year. Right, really. right. So you mentioned your wife. We'll get to her and your your two boys here in a second. Um, you were in the process of moving. You're going to, you know, you'll be St. Thomas. You'll be kind of east side-ish. So you were looking Rosemount, Apple Valley, Woodbury. These were some of the places you're looking. And your wife kept asking, are they close to the rink? What was your response to that? I love this. This yeah. is so Minnesota. Every, every town she asked, she said, you know, well, how far is it to the rink? Because uh, – the reality is wives in our business are doing so much for, for right. us. You right. You have nine and 11 year old boy, right? right. So she's so going to have to drive. She's doing a lot of the work. Yeah. Most of the work. Yeah. Maybe all the work. But I just said, hey, it's six minutes away. Whichever <laughs> town we end up in, the <laughs> rink is six to eight minutes away, no matter what. And uh, she, so she did not believe you? She she did. She figured it out once we kind of got around. She was like, oh, my gosh, that's the rink there. And like, oh, they have their own rink there, and they have their own rink in Woodbury, and you know. So yeah. she was, she was trying to figure all that stuff out, and I think she was, um, she it was exciting to see that, and, and and obviously in the facilities, just in general for 
recreational and youth activities all throughout the state are awesome for for a ton of different sports. Yeah, well, you know. look at that place over at Woodbury. Yeah, it's insane. That East Ridge High School, my daughters played lacrosse and my daughter did yeah. cheer. And my son obviously played football. No, I put baseball and hockey over there. Yeah. We, every time I go, I'm like, this is unbelievable. The baseball facility, the soccer, yeah. lacrosse, and the hockey facility as well. is. Now they put in a brand new, not even a dome, it's an indoor you know, the indoor yeah, facility, yeah. it's like, it's a, are you it's kidding insane. me? Yeah, it's insane. So, it's yeah, insane. the kids are lucky, I think, um, you know, in all these places. And then just the idea of being able to skate outside um, for, you know, kids and families that love hockey like we do is Living is really in the cool. springs, did you ever have an outdoor rink? Was it uh, cold enough? It, 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 it even never cold really got that cold. Yeah. People think Colorado's cold. It's really not that Not cold. really. Yeah. I know that they, the snow comes and then it melts right pretty yeah, quickly almost the same at like day at fourteen thousand feet yeah you know yeah yeah so. all right so you met your wife did you meet your wife in college because i know she's we went knew to each BC, other right yeah she went to boston college we knew each other in college but didn't date started dating um when i was playing after and uh just went from there and she went to a much better school boston college what's way, her name way, way better Je- <laughs> jessica went to bc and she is uh uh now ironically when yep. we stepped on St. Thomas's campus, she said, man, this reminds me of Boston College. And I said, okay, so it's all good. It does, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, not as big as BC. I was no. just there this summer. But it's no. it's getting – it's almost – it's as pretty as BC. Yeah, we're, we're about 6,500 undergrad and, and about 3,500 grad. So 10,000 students per You got to get your stats down, right? I'm when good. You, when you start selling it. You know, what's good. the name of the grad I'm school? Uh, Opus. See, you got your it Opus down. MBA. <laughs> You love it. You got Recruiters. it down. You got it down. And then you said you had two boys. How old are they? What are their names? Uh, Ellison is 11 and Harlan is 9. And they're hockey players in the Woodbury system now, right? Yeah. How does yeah. that feel? It's kind of cool. I, I'm pretty. I'm a low-key hockey dad. I think it's hard when you're kind of in the business because I think either your, your kid's coach is either like really hard on them because they think you want them to be or, right. or they, you know, kind of ignore them because they think that, you know, maybe you, you're trying to do it, you know? So I'm, I'm somewhere in the middle. I just try and support. I, I like to get outside and shoot some pucks with my guys and, and, and help them out that way. My, my younger son is not um, as into it. He yeah. Took, he took last year off and he was, he was king. And so he, he's done some other things, but he's excited to play and, and have a chance to play with some really good players out here. All right. Now, there's no, another really important question. When you moved into Woodbury, yeah. what did you get for a backyard? Because it's really important. Did you get a flat backyard, or did you get a pond, or did you get neither? Don't tell me you got a hill. We, we don't have a major hill. Okay. But it's not flat enough Ooh. to do a rink. So, that believe me, that, that, that crossed our mind. But did, our did neighbor, it cross your mind? Our neighbors... Do a rink, or we're gonna have a rink. So okay, all right. All, so you're safe. All you're safe. All, all right, because it's it's a big part lately. When I moved yeah. to my neighborhood, I'm like, all right, uh, backyard's not good. Pond is good. We got this, and then the park was probably a half a block or a block away from our house. I'm like, yeah. all right, we have a park with we a rink down there, so it's plenty awesome. of act. I mean, literally, you got to be within 100 yards of ice in yeah. Minnesota. It's it's one of the rules. We'll find it. Good, good, we'll good, good. It. All right, uh, let's find out how you found the game. Um, you didn't have brothers. You're the only your only yeah. child, right? Um, and what was your access to sports? And how old were you when you started playing? 
Yeah. I love the story how you got yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, I played a lot of sports growing up. Um, North, I lived in northeast Seattle in Washington State. Um, hockey was not a big deal there, but I played flag football, soccer, basketball, you know, ran track. Uh, I'm guessing your mom. How old were you when your dad passed away? Uh, I was uh, ten years old. Ten. So ten years old. Mom is trying to. He's got this rug ready, right? Got a lot of energy. A lot of energy. A lot of energy. <laughs> and got to find a spot to yeah. to get you to play some sports. She right? basically had me in kind of two sports at all times, all the time. There's right. always two things going on. And you go to how old were you when you got your first? Gates and puck. And so, so I literally, it was sometime during, I think it was sometime during first or second Okay, grade. so you were normal hockey age. Yeah. Then. Okay. Yeah, right. I mean, I didn't skate when I was five. I yeah. was probably, I think I went right from, I, don't, I think I only played one year in Mites, though. Okay. Mites, the squirts. Um, and uh, I just, I, I didn't sign up for a soccer team one year. So the boys you, but it wasn't, so you, your mom showed up and then the soccer was full and your mom's full. like, come on, let me in, let yeah. me in. And then um, a, a, a friend or neighbor said, yeah. well, let him try hockey. Yeah, and she was like, you know, he's going to get his teeth knocked out and um, all this other stuff. And But somehow I got there. She took me to the rink. It was a mini sheet in uh, northeast Seattle and uh, Highland, which I think the rink is actually still around. Um, Does but, your mom um, still live there? Uh, she actually lives in back east right now. And, okay. And uh, but she owns her own business, so she kind of bounces. She'll she'll live on each coast every. Oh, now really? Okay. Yeah, all so right. All right. Um, but uh, got on the ice. I loved it, and, and I don't remember saying it, but my mom had said, you know, she said that's. She said I didn't even put my skates on yet, but watched everyone skating and said that's what I want to do. And from there, I just played. I was. Very average, I would say, all the way through. Um, and then I had some fortuitous things kind of happen in my life. What do you mean all the way through? Like like till 14 or like? Even on my midget team. So I joke around my midget coach that I was the worst player on the midget team. The yeah. worst. Why'd they take you? I was. I mean, I, they had to have twelve forwards. I guess. All right, I got gotcha. you. All right, they need so someone to write the check, I, I right? Check writer. I don't know. We were right. writing big checks, but right. yeah, yeah. But um, but it was uh, I was the twelve forward and. You know, years later, ended up playing all the pro games or most of the pro games for guys. So, um, so it, it was it was kind of a long road. I was always pretty good, but I don't, I would never say I was like an elite player. I went to national camps, but back then, the West Coast wasn't what you're seeing now. If you go to national camp, where the top players are truly, truly on par with the other top yeah. players around the country. So we had some good players in our region. Um, some guys that went on and have some pro careers. So I was lucky to have, oh, well, Scott Gomez is my age. So he, yeah. there's one, right? Right. Superstar. Alaskan <laughs> right. assassin. Right. right. So, um, and I played with a kid who, um, I think he's from Grand Forks originally. The family was. He'll kill me if I got it wrong. But um, uh, Ty Hennis, and he's actually the skills coach for the Penguins right now. But he came out to Seattle. His dad uh, transferred for work. Really? And he ended up coming out and playing. I think his first year was Pee Wee's with us. And I played with Ty all the way up. And he was just the kid that was just a stud in everything. And he was a great kid, a uh, great friend. And, uh, you know, I think actually playing with him actually helped you know, you, push me to yeah, be better, yeah. right? And uh, so we had a really good group, and then we had a midget team that was just outstanding um, that ended up, that midget team I was talking about that I was the worst, literally the worst guy on the team, 
we had kids like I think there were eight or nine Division One players at the end of the day. And this was so the uh, Snow Kings, Seattle right? Snow King. Yeah, we, so we played in a supermarket. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, you said eight Division One players. That's pretty impressive. That's yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the equivalent of you'd be playing as the Diner St. Thomas Academy and giving them a run, wouldn't you? Right. The only thing, the difference is we came from like. A huge state versus That's fine. versus versus you know a, a town. And I like I love this. This is this is me very educational for those people. Listen, so you live in Seattle, Washington. Uh, you, you again, now you're going up and you're playing in a league basically in Vancouver, which is ninety miles, hundred miles up yeah. the road. Be like driving up to St. Cloud to play going, all your games, right? But you have to cross the border, the border right? Oh, each time, it's a nightmare. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever get stopped yeah. at the border, Did like miss a do, game because of border or not? You just get traffic, so you could be late. But the worst was when you're coming back. <laughs> you know, they make you kind of wake up the kids and stuff yeah. like that. So you're trying to sleep because some days you would travel during the week and you might have school the next day. So I got bad um, geography. How many miles to the border? Um, it's uh, to each border. Is it 45, 45, equidistant? Yeah, it's okay. it's not it's so not like bad. Yeah, it wasn't like you were five minutes from home or no, like, no, you no, know, no, no, or whatever. No, we were we were. It was probably about. Two hours to the border for us, and then every game, you know, and it was probably an additional anywhere from a half hour to to an hour once you got over the border to get into whatever part of Vancouver you were playing in lower mainland league. So, yeah, did you ever crazy. go to Vancouver Island Island and yep. play? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that's insane. It is, and they didn't have the fast speed boat Boats. that they have now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, the ferry was very different then. Yeah, so, this is. Yeah. I mean, these are things like. Uh, I love this story. There was a kid who moved into Eden Prairie. I met his mom in the lobby. We're just BSing about the differences between Philadelphia yeah. and here. And she goes, yeah, we went out and played Waconia the other night. And Pee Wee, this was Pee Wee, when it was just Pee Wee A. Pee Wee A hockey, great hockey, great team. It was like a 6-3 game, and we won and whatever. And people were complaining. All the Eden Prairie were complaining. Like, we had to go all the way out to Waconia. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes oh, away. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. Complain like yeah. they don't realize how good we have it here. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing to be able to play s like at such a competitive level um, at all the age groups, all the way up, and have you know be ten minutes away from from another town and be able to play a great game is is awesome. It's it's very, I think the players here and the families here are lucky because it, it actually allows you to do other things too. Yeah, like your life isn't you know all hockey, all hockey. You know, as yeah, much because as you're comes, like but. you could literally. I'm thinking you and your mom get in the car. You leave school early, right? Yeah. Now you're thinking if you got a four o'clock game in oh, Vancouver, yeah. Yeah. you probably got to leave at noon. Yeah, because you got to count for maybe a bad border situation, 100%. right? Yeah, it's insane. <laughs> it's insane. That's insane. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so you play through. I want to know a little bit about John, not John Gardner, Kevin McLaughlin. Yeah. Sorry, I got all these coaches' yeah. names up here. Yeah. So and they're all out of order. Yeah. Yeah. So no, all good. This is a good. guy. He was your coach He's at my the midget youth coach, level. One of our midget coaches. And now he went on. And what did what, what's his sickness? So he ended up uh, working at USA Hockey for a long time. He he helped really build. Um, the ADM program and all the different things that came along with that, including, you know, which NDDPs brought it out, all all those things came out of that, um, uh, out of kind of what he did there and, and the people that he worked with. So there was a, a huge conglomerate of guys that all went to USA Hockey at the same time that I think have had a tremendous impact um, on USA Hockey. But he was our midget coach. 
and he took us back east to go see some prep schools. Um, and again, a lot of the stuff for me was a lot of things that converged because I, I, we haven't talked about Thunderbirds, but I was working for the Thunderbirds. They had an American coach, which never happened. He had American players. We were building players from the East Coast. And, um, you know, so... Your family, you billeted? Yeah, we billeted oh players. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Your mom drank the Kool-Aid yeah, yeah, we were hard. In, yeah, we were, we were in it. <laughs> we were in it. We were, we were, there was no escaping hockey from our world. So ended up going back east, uh, played some prep schools, looked at some schools, ended up going to Tabor, um, and had an unbelievable three years of ex- experience of playing boarding school hockey. And, 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 and it was, you know, it's like everybody says back here, Back then, it was so good, you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, where, yeah, oh yeah, um, good old days. But, but it was, uh, it was really good hockey. I played with some really good players um, and had a great experience there. And and then all boys school too, right? No, no, not that's where I worked at the end. So, oh, okay, um, but it oh, was, Avon was, was yeah, was Avon boys. was all boys. All boys. Um, so I played at Tabor Academy, great place, but it was right on the water. Um, you know, it was just beautiful. You know, kind of classic, quintessential New England. Yeah, all right. So I want to go through that decision because you you slid it in there that you yeah. worked for the Thunderbirds, which is yeah. in the Western League. Yeah. Um, you'd been going to Thunderbirds games your whole life, and yes. then you became their stick boy. And yeah. you were stick. Who was the coach when you were the stick boy? Yeah. So Walt Kyle was this one is of the coaches. Crazy. Yeah. Who coached at Northern, and he kind of Northern Michigan. Yeah, Northern Michigan. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so he was great, and we had some Americans that came out then, and. Um, you know, they, we had a few that lived at our, lived at our house. Like I said, we have Paul Vincent Jr., John Lilly, who's now the director of scouting for the Rangers. And, and so he lived in your house, lived at our house. Yeah. So it's crazy. And you know, now the world comes back and, you know, I see John all the time and, uh, yeah. and I'd have spent the summers with Paul Vincent's dad, who's a, you know, was a pro skills, NHL skills coach yep. and everything. So all these things really worked to my advantage at the end of the day. Um, you know, and they, you know, they probably like, oh, this poor kid can't skate. He knows a little <laughs> bit about hockey, but let's let's help him out a little bit. So it it uh it w- it was great. I lucked out. And did your career? It's like did your career at the Thunderbirds expand past being the stick boy? Like, did no, no. I always, I literally, I started in eighty eight, eighty nine, I believe, um, or eighty nine, ninety. It was yeah. eighty nine, ninety. It was the year Peter Nedved was the second pick overall. He was awesome. He was there. Um. And then I went. I worked there until I was till I went to prep school. And did you get paid? Ninety four. No, but I didn't pay for hockey sticks. Really? Ever. Okay. Or All right. tape. Really? And even gear. You know, I would get kind of hand me down gear of the smallest yeah, yeah, guy yeah, when yeah. I got a little bit bigger. Yeah. You know, I was in like bantams and, and and midgets. I got you know, you know, if there was that you know five foot six player on the team i would you get, get some extra, five six, six guys extra, extra yeah. skates and stuff like that so i was very lucky that they helped you know supplement some of the costs because it was expensive for a you know single parent you know yeah my mom was working hard to 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 you know to for us to for me to play hockey and it worked out i was very lucky so we were talking before the show and, and i think it's an interesting discussion we could go super deep on this maybe later in the show but um you went to prep school, and you were, you know, obviously 16 to 18 years old. This is the prime for the Western League, and the Seattle Thunderbirds probably would have wanted you or someone in that league would have wanted you to be on their team, right? Did, what it, was it the draft? Good, Did you, was there a draft then? There was a draft, so I didn't get drafted. Um, Why didn't you get drafted? I wasn't good enough. 
Well, that, uh, fourteen at fourteen, I was. Not oh, right, no, no, close. fourteen. You're not even yeah. in the. But but yeah. by when did you leave for? So I went to prep Tabor. school fifteen. So I was basically. So then you weren't 15. good enough. Period. I but, wasn't gonna. But then my my senior year, um, you could have really played junior, junior year. Juniors. I felt like I could play there, and I had the I had the like I told her, I had the brief discussion with my mom and said, "Hey, well, yeah, what do you well, think?" And she said, "We didn't just spend all this money and and take all this time for you to 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 go back and." And, and give up, you know, kind of this college dream of playing college hockey. So, um, but now let, let's, yeah, you did not have a dream of college hockey. If you not. think about it, I did not. when you were 10 years old to 14 years old, your yeah. dream was to play Western Hockey League, right? That was, 100%. I mean, play in the NHL. 100%. That was, that was, so it. that's why it's different, right? Like Minnesota, we don't even know what the Western League is, yeah. really. Yeah. No, it's, it's, um, it was all I knew really about hockey. It was your you college know? hockey in some, 100%. Right? Hundred percent. So you're still out in in the east. What where where what state is is in Massachusetts? Yeah. In Mass- so you're yeah, out in yeah. Massachusetts. Yeah. Is there ever a little inkling in you thinking, hey, there, there definitely was. Could you have gone to camp, a main camp? I probably could have gone for my 48 hours. That's you still had the 48 hour right. chance to do that. And you know, being a sick boy, I always went up to camp, and they were always great about me, like being able to skate and do stuff and be around. And so I kind of had a really good feeling about things but um ultimately you know we had some 20 year old kids that played um or that lived with us and my my mom basically was like listen you don't want to you know do you want to go to the university of lethbridge or right. the university of alberta which are actually are really good, good schools. schools yeah yeah but that was a couple of that i've never been to lethbridge my, that wasn't my vision you know yeah. moving forward and so ultimately i just decided that wasn't going to be the route I lucked out um, and, you know, got to play some college hockey. All right. Um, we'll talk, let's talk a little bit about your hockey um, career. I was talking to Coach Havland on a pod, and I asked him somewhere in the pod. You probably know better. I, I've done a lot of these pods. But he said something in there about you being the hardest working player he's ever coached. Right? Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's had harder. He's coached some guys that played in the NHL. But I think um, – I, I just I knew who I was as a and player. And I'm not saying you were a grinder because yeah. you had had obviously had skill. Yeah, I was okay. Um it, it was um I just knew who I was and that was the only way that I kinda got through the game, whether it was in college. I mean in college I basically played fourth line my entire career, my junior year. Um, I you know got quasi they they basically moved our line up to the to the third line and and Just but we but we played we played like fourth liners and yeah um so it was but it was great I had a great career and I lucked out um that style of play let me play um way more games in the American League than probably a, a player of my ability should have and, yeah. and sign contracts and, and have a chance at it at least. Yeah. I mean, I was like blown away. I'm like, Oh, I mean, and it, it literally, it was completely unprompted. The discussion, I think we had, we talked about his Trenton team, the Trenton yeah. team that won the Kelly cup and yeah, it was pretty he, special. He talked about True. that team and that year. I mean, it, you don't, you look back on it now, that league was the league because there was no NHL. So all these other players that would have probably been playing, in the National Hockey League, we're playing in your league. So yeah, the, the quality is Yeah, the quality in the American Hockey League and the East Coast Hockey League were were insanely good that year. And, and I know there was – I mean, even though there wasn't NHL, we still had a lot of pro- prospects with us, um, even in the East Coast League. And, you know, we regularly had 
Philadelphia brass right. GMs, you know, watching, you know, practice and stuff. So it was a pretty intense year, um, even though there wasn't NHL going on. Yeah. All right. So, so we've talked about one of the coaches, Kevin McLaughlin, but you also had a chance. At what point in your life was it when you were 12 years old? Uh, was it after, during college? What, what did your life, where did the light bulb go in your head? Like, hey, I think I can do what this guy does for a living. I, I think I want to lead young men. Or where was it that you kind of felt that go off? Yeah, that's a good question. At the end of my career, I can remember. Pro or college? Pro career. Okay, all right. Didn't really cross my mind much in college. All right. It didn't, honestly. I know some guys, you know, they kept books and notebooks and every practice. I did not do that. That was yeah. not me. Um, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I love hockey, but that wasn't me. Um, my last year of pro hockey, I was playing down in Texas. I was um, engaged, getting ready to get married, and I knew I was just kind of done. Like, I was just – Right, playing you know, out the string. And I was all good. I was yeah. all good with that. And um, – uh, I remember working with one of the guys, a younger guy, first-year player, and just doing some drills and s- some things with him. And I think the next game, he scores a goal. And I remember being more excited for that him than I would have been for myself if I scored. And that's when it, for me, kind of said, you know what, I might want to do this. I lucked out and got an opportunity to, to stay there with and the coach team. the next year. And so we kind of we – What kinda, town was that in again? Beaumont, okay, Texas. Right, yeah, yeah. I've been there. Bo Vegas, is that where Lamar? Is that where Lamar University is? Yeah, good yes. baseball down there. Yes, yeah. Kevin Millar played for the yes. uh, Red Sox. Was from there, but uh, it was close enough to Houston, so my wife had a job in Houston. I commuted. It was great. It, I got the coaching bug. It was actually in the Minnesota Wild system at that time, so we had AJ Thielen. If you remember that yes, first round, first draft round pick. pick, yeah, he was down there with us when I coached, and um, um, and our and our. Um, um, I'm going blank here. The goalie um, from Dallas it was in Minnesota. Now I'm losing my mind. I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank. Little guy. He plays in the NHL. We'll get there. We'll get there. It'll, it'll come to you. I can't believe I forgot it. All right. Um, so you have – so, so that, that then the light bulb goes off to coach – after you coached in, in Beaumont, where was the next step? Um, then I – Talked to some mentors, some old coaches, things like that. Networked, took, right? Did and you, took me back to this prep point. School. Were you? Did you, had you gotten into the USA? I hadn't done yet? any any USA hockey stuff. All right. At that point, and I um, but called my old coach, a guy named Tim Pratt, who's at St. Paul School. Um, he coached me at Tabor, but I said, "Hey, this, you know, I'm coaching. I actually like it." And he said, "You should go back to prep school. Um, you know, teach, work in admissions." Is that what you did? And so I went back. To, I ended up getting a job at Taft, which is actually an elite school. It's a great school. Yeah. Great place. Uh, the head coach is a guy named Dan Murphy. He was actually the captain with Jim Montgomery at Maine on the 42-1-2. and two yeah, yeah. Amazing guy. Um, still coaching prep school hockey um, and had an opportunity. To, I taught math, taught algebra one. You did? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you wear a little tie and a little oh, yeah. sweater we, vest? Oh, yeah. We had all that. I was all in. <laughs> Loafers, loafers, you know, everything. <laughs> yes, khakis. Full, full prep school. Yeah, I love it. Um, full prep school, and uh, did all that, and coach football, hockey, and lacrosse as well. Um, so that's how you kind of made your money too, right? That's it. Just right? did everything. Did a little, lived in a dorm, which was you with know, your wife. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Were you you were married? Yeah, we were married. Yeah, first year or se- uh, second year, first year married. What school was this? This was the Taft. School. Taft. Okay, right, so right. Taft was great. Was an assistant coach there. Um, 
probably thought I knew everything at that of point after coaching did. for three yeah. years. And then I got a head coaching job at Governor's Academy, which was in Massachusetts, which was a great opportunity. I had a great three years there. I was not ready to be a head coach. Um, I don't what think was, I was very so good difficult it. about it? I just think, I think you think you know everything and you don't realize how much stuff head coaches do. Yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 uh, and I will say in that space for me, I love coaching with a staff and I had no staff. I just kind of did it myself. I had another guy that w- worked at school that just kind of helped me part time. And so that was difficult. Um, you know, so I, I, uh, enjoyed that. I think I learned a lot from that and then, you know, th- then moved on from there after. So I did three years at Taft, three years at Govs, and then went to Avon Old Farms, which is uh, where I learned what, um, if you want to be really good, what that all kind of looks like. Oh, I, I'm getting my notepad out and, here. Uh, so so this is where you meet the legend, John Gardner, right? Yeah. So John, uh, how many years? I, I don't know if this year, he's still coaching. Yeah. Um, I think I think he's in year forty-seven or forty-eight um, of uh, of coaching at Avon. Only one school. And how many games do they play each year? They Is play it, about like high school twenty-five. Yeah, anywhere from twenty-five to to thirty would be kind of a max, or twenty-nine would be so a much max. like Minnesota, hundred percent. All right, so he's winning twenty games a year, so he's got a thousand wins probably. He, he's I think he's working on nine hundred. Gosh, he's working on nine hundred. I was there for seven hundred, which you know. Then I was like, this is unbelievable. And, yeah. Uh, so he's a legend. He's coached. I mean, Avon has had everyone from Brian Leach to to John Quick, Nick Bonino, Cam Atkinson. I mean, the list goes on. Chris Higgins, who had an unbelievable career. Um, the list goes on and on uh, of the players that have that have played there and played under him. Um, and so you talked about it. I learned how to be excellent. What 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 are some of these things well, that you learned, or what was it that they do differently than any of the other prep schools? I think that in places where there's a lot of success, and at Avon there was success um, in all the sports. Everything, oh, really? Everything. Football. Yeah. Is this so the one had, where the football yeah, or the we NFL? We had D1 football yeah. players. Um, you know, we had Jim Harbaugh walking around campus recruiting players. You know, um, you know, we have three or four major league baseball players just from the three years I was there um, that are playing right now. Um, you know, we had, we ended up with four kids that played world juniors for my three years in hockey. And, but what it is, what, what I saw was you gave the kids space to pursue their passions, to take care of their work in school, but, but to be completely okay with a kid, being fully like in love with what they're doing and working at it. So you had kids in a batting cage at 6 a.m. You had kids shooting pucks. You know, I could hear, you know, our players ripping pucks off crossbars and, you know, at 6.30 in the morning or 7 in the morning before school started. Um, And then you have this, you know, great, you know, great school that they're going to and it's a really focused environment. And I just think, and everybody's on the same page from the administrators to, to the student athletes and, and to the students. And it's just a great way to do it and live and learn. Yeah. So when you were there, how did you make the next step as an assistant? I mean, assistant prep school coaches aren't, you know. Yeah, I, I lucked out. So I'd been at that point. You've too, said luck a few times. 
Because yeah, a lot of this is is not I just what you're doing. I think there are a lot, I think goes a lot back of to hard coaches. work, right? I think there are a lot of great coaches out there. So I, I think you get jobs because you you know put yourself in a position. But at that point, I had done USA hockey for a while and and had made some connections. Was doing some you know part time scout like New England scout for Kerry Eads when he was in Sioux Falls and stuff like that. So I was doing these kind of things at the same time, getting a feel for what the USHL was. Kerry was unbelievable. He actually invited me out for, you know, we have a longer spring break at prep school, invited me out for like two weeks, and I was just kind of a fly on the wall with them there, and they ended up winning it that year. It was like So I kind of saw more and more of – This was like 2016? Yeah, it was with Dallas Stewart and those guys, and, and uh, uh, he was the assistant there, and Bragnaldo, who's at – that Shattuck. Yep. Um, so I was getting connected with a lot of people out there. And, and I think um, in, in through the things in, you know, in Buffalo at national camp uh, throughout the summers. And, and then I had, you know, we had a pretty good, we had two really, really good teams at Avon and it was really fun to coach. And my admission stuff was actually going in a really good direction too. I was actually the director of admission there. So yeah. that's a, that's a lot of work too. Right. Um, and, um, but I really wanted to do the hockey thing and talk to my wife about it. And she was like, let's, let's do it. You know, if you want to do it. And I said, this team we had too is kind of good. And I don't know if we'll, <laughs> I don't know how that good. good I don't know if I'll ever be that good for right. high school. So what so, is the, what is the pinnacle for a, a prep school team? Is it just winning? So the, New England, they have a new England tournament. Yep. So they have, they have a couple of them low. So the irony of that team, cause we were young, they have basically they take the best eight teams, no matter size of school, and they, they, those eight teams play for a New England title. They're the New England champ. Right. Then after that, then they separate into a large school and small school division. And so then the next best eight teams that year play for a large school championship, and then there's a small school championship. So you end right. up playing the like schools. But if you can be a small school and go and play All with the, the big boys if you want. Um, we ended up – we had a kind of up-and-down year because we were really young. Uh, but we ended up winning the large school New England tournament. We took off at the end. We were awesome. I think we could have played with anyone at that point. But, um, you know, your early season, that's, they're important. Uh, right. But it was an amazing year. You know, that that led me to, you know, apply for some jobs and got a job in the USHL, and that was kind of the next step. So you we, made your next step, and you lasted there a really long time of, like, three weeks, I right? Know, I know. I'm not a job jumper, but uh, <laughs> um, it, it ended up being – I asked uh, Javi, Mike Havlin for a recommendation, um, and – you know, so we had kind of caught up. We always and those don't grow on trees. I mean, how yeah. did you, you never coached for him? You didn't. You just no. knew him as a player, right? No, and I, I was one of the captains of the team. So I mean, we talked a lot. And in the East Coast League is very much like, um, I think it has some similarities to college in terms of just the closeness of the team and things like right. that. It's still pro hockey, so it's a little bit different, but you have that that kind of closeness and we had a really close group and obviously when you win a championship together yeah that just the bond yeah, just, right just you know that never goes right um so i asked him for a recommendation literally was working at 15 camp at buffalo for bloomington and then by when you know or sorry 17 camp is first yeah and then by the time 15 camp rolled around two weeks later or three weeks later had a job at cc so it was that quick um, but it was, you know, it was, it was pretty cool. It was a great opportunity. I, I wanted to go to the OCHL so I could get to college and, um, it just happened that that was the opportunity to, to get out to CC. 
so when you were at CC, um, you guys did like a little bit of a study, went interviewed some old alums and figured out what the formula was. And you mentioned that Minnesota was part of that formula in Western Canada. For sure. And you had a, you 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 have great ties in both areas. Is that part of the reason they brought you in? Um, I think so. I mean, I was very comfortable going either place to to recruit and to you know whether it was old coaches that um, you know that I had known or or guys that I had played with that are now coaching. And so that was, I think, that was a big part of it. Minnesota was more of an unknown, honestly, right? Um, than probably you know heading out to the BCHL or AJ. But I, but I ended up kind of just how things ended up, I ended up spending more time in Minnesota. Um, and uh, it worked out really what well. What did you like about it? Because uh, if you hadn't been here, was it – was because it's not like Seattle. Is it a little bit like the East Coast or um, – I, li- I just liked the idea that there was just so much hockey and so much to see, and I thought the people were great, and I think the um, – you know, it was it was just – it was a really good fit for me to, to, to find guys and find players. Yeah, um, and there were a lot of people that were like I've not met a lot of people who have met you whether you've recruited their kid or about to recruit their kid or whatever. And they're like, "You gotta meet this guy. You gotta meet this guy." So we met on the phone. About four or five different people have connected yeah. you and I together. It wasn't yeah. just one, and uh, and 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 literally the 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 common thread is this guy is a go getter, right? I mean, really, you're a hard worker, and you're you're not afraid to, to slap backs and, and meet the people and make the recruiting pitches that you've had to make. Has Minnesota been warm to that? For sure, for sure. And like I was saying earlier, I think the coaches have been. They, they didn't really kind of know me at first, and they were um, – and, and honestly, where the, where our program was at the time at CC, they were, I don't think they felt threatened, honestly. Right. Um, which, which can make sense, and um, – you know, uh, you know. By the end of it, we I think we're going after some of the right guys and getting some of the right guys, and 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 that felt good. But at but at the same time, I think you have to kind of get out there as a recruiter and you know, kind of plant your flag and and you know. So I was up front and center, wearing you know, wearing wearing the gold and black, and you just had to do it. And and now it's purple. So. It was great though. So and I, I can throw names out here because they've either verbally committed, and we're going to get to the not not talking to him. We're just going to put that on the table here today. That's that's good. But, like, I mean, there was a run there, probably about an 18 to 36-month run where it's, like, Ray Christie, Matt Gleason, you know, all all the, the St. Thomas kids. And um totally drawing a blank on the, the kid in Dubuque. Um, he was our Bantam Player of the Year. Not oh – gosh. <laughs> you you can't say his name, can you? I, I, I could, but I just – I'm just going to – you're gonna let, let it you, go, right? let you. But, but you literally—it it came all the way up to him, right? It, there was a spot there where it was like Carl College is getting every kid. Obviously, the Gophers have already taken their kids, and all of a sudden, you became like number two in Minnesota. That's a fair statement. That—that's my statement, and that's all. A lot of it has to do with you and your and well, your staff, right? I, I appreciate that. I, I think I've always maintained that any any good any good recruiting program, you have to do it as a group. And so we, you know, we all kind of got after it up here, RJ and Javi and myself. And I think, I think, you know, obviously we're doing the same thing, you know, with St. Thomas, we have to recruit together. And so I think it comes down to that. Um, At the end of the day, I love going to the rink. I love watching games. I think that um, in recruiting, you have to know that you're not going to be perfect with it. 
um, and you have to be okay with that, and you have to really like the guys that you end up really going after, and um, you know that's what I try and do. And so you, I think the more time you spend, the more you get to know people, the more you get to you know bump into people. And if you're at the rink, you can you know talk to people like, hey, do you know this kid? And what do you think about this kid? And, and it may be someone who has you know th- that that player knows. <laughs> nothing about you know um so you just try and gain as much information and 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 go from there and ultimately any program wants really good kids and really good people and um i think we were we're doing that and you know and there's the reality of college sports sometimes you run out of time i kind of came in the middle of of javi's tenure and and um you know i'm really proud of the work that that we did down there and and hope that um, you know, I can do a lot of the same for for Rico here in St. Thomas. We're gonna we're gonna get to that in just a second. So let's just go through some of that. Max Burkholder, by the way. Sorry, <laughs> um, sorry. Let's just get going here. I got yeah. so many names bouncing, rang on my head here. So, um, so let's start with some topics. I we were gonna do thirty minutes. So it took forty five to get through. <laughs> kind of who you are, you know, family man, coach, hockey player, all those things. Now let's talk about some topics here that are related to you, but are also related to just college hockey in general. Sure. And if you cannot start a college hockey discussion without talking about the portal, yeah. the portal is like the greatest gift in the world and the worst gift all. It's it's this big gigantic double edged sword. I think it's going to be your best friend uh, at University of St. Thomas right out of the gate. True or false? Um, I, I think it's it's a tool. I think yeah. we, we've, we look at everything as kind of a tool and really want to, uh, as we build the program, and, and Coach, Coach Boz has been really um, adamant about building our culture, so we're going to be really thorough with that. Obviously, when you – when kids come out of the portal, you probably have a bigger book on them um, than maybe a younger player. Correct, because um, so they've had a number of games played, penalty sure. minutes, for goals, sure. assists, for sure. seen them so, play, been coached them at national camp. Yeah, you were talking knows? off air yeah. about yeah, Joe Miller and Ben Dexheimer with they were on your team at national camp. I mean, it's such a small world, right? Right, right, and and it's and, fun, and that's I think that's a bigger lesson for think just kids and people in general like you never know who your coach is going to be at those places and there could be a, a guy that's coaching high school hockey somewhere that all of a sudden could be a division one coach and and um look at dean blaze dean blaze was at was at uh war road yeah that, you know all, yeah, yeah, i mean Terry eads you talked about yeah. he was at yeah. war road 100 boom all of a sudden they're yeah. big he, players he'd be in coach this game. at Eastview, you know and yes. I think that's i think i think I think you always have to understand and 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 kind of recognize that they're that how connected this game is and it's funny I always say like you know you know I say six degrees and I think hockey it's probably four degrees Minnesota hockey it's maybe like two, two. degrees <laughs> so <laughs> so true. as I'm learning like even even more quickly like it's 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 really uh, it's but it also makes it really special right I think um, on so many levels but it. But in terms of your portal question, uh, you know, it's a tool that we're going to definitely have to use as we think about what moving forward and building this program. You guys went from a Division three program last spring to a Division one program. That transition 
is got to be unlike anything. It's it's a case study that very few could. There's not a lot of. You can't go back in and go. Well, what did they do here? I mean, there's not a lot of case studies. There's not. There's a lot of a lot of right or wrong answers. There's no guidebook. There's no handbook for it, right? Yeah. Because your your roster when it came out, you know, a few weeks ago or whatever, maybe six weeks ago, people are like, oh my goodness. Who are these people? There are a lot of Minnesota kids. It's kind of like Major League, right? It was totally <laughs> like Major League. Like, wow. Yeah. I didn't know he was still playing yeah, oh yeah. or whatever. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And, and it's going to look like that for two more years until you can really entrench yourself in the recruiting base and really have a pitch once you get your rink and your your your, you know, your architectural rendering of what the rink's going to look All those things. Then you can really start laying a long-term groundwork, right? But for now, it's kind of a short-term yeah. thing. The, the one thing I will say about our, our team is it's, it's definitely obviously an older team, um, and they're all, it's an awesome group. And I think their perspective uh, on some of the stuff that some of the kids have been through, I mean, we have uh, you know guys on our team that were ready to not play hockey anymore. And, um, you, know, I'd, you know, literally had job offers, like, day before Rico is going to, you know, right. ask him to be on the team and, you know, kids that stopped playing hockey and, you know, kids that were at other places who, you know, had pretty good careers, but, you know, maybe didn't get that, 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 uh, opportunity they were looking for. And so we have all these interesting personal, I think it's 13 different colleges right now. No way. Um, yeah. So it's a really interesting group. They're, they're extremely hardworking. Um, they are, they are, just fun to be around every day um and so it's it's been a lot of fun obviously last saturday wasn't what we wanted in terms of our first game but sunday was was great to see them uh respond and we have a lot of work to do before we get the program where we want it totally but um i'm probably having as much fun as i've had with a group of kids uh, you know with with these guys um i think uh I think uh, you, sometime before you were hired at St. Thomas, you had texted me, you know, like, what was the word on the street? And I was like, wow, Leon wants that job. And this, and you end up getting it, which was, to me, that was awesome. I'm like, that's so cool. Here's a guy who loves Minnesota, and he'll be right in the middle of the cabbage patch at an unbelievable school. I mean, the academic institution and the campus and everything that's going to be happening at that school you're right in the beginning of it all. It's, it's, it's from an assistant coach perspective, it's kind of a dream job. Yeah, it's it's one of those places where you could see yourself being at forever, and you know, because right. there aren't many uh, jobs that are better than it. That's just the reality of 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 what the school is. And you know, I kind of jokingly said, you know, what would make Boston College better for a for a you know hockey player from from Minnesota? Well, move it to St. Paul. Well, that's that's St. Thomas. Like, it really what, what, could be that, you know, right? Notre Dame, move it to St. Thomas, and so or to move it to St. Paul, and I think that's what St. Thomas is. And um, you know, so I feel really lucky. Um, lucky again, there it is like again. Co- like Coach has a very good, you know, ten thousand foot view of how this thing needs to look and. We're not there. Um, we don't even pretend to be there. And, you know, the, the irony of this whole thing is right now the Minnesota schools are about as good as 
they've ever been. Mankato is their number one in the country. Cloud's number two. And and, and not only that, but they have great staffs. Uh, was Duluth. it four out of the top six teams in the country or Minnesota yeah. schools? Yeah, I mean, they, they got it going Minnesota, on. UMD, St. Cloud. And, and Minnesota. And Minnesota, Minnesota State. Yeah. Saint Cloud. They're four of the top six teams yeah. in the country. And, and Minnesota State just beat number yeah. one. Yeah. So swept? They swept? Swept them. Yeah. yeah. Swept UMass. So... And and you take know, that Bemidji, East Coast, sorry, <laughs> Bemidji. You know, obviously, five teams made the yeah. tournament last year, and they and made so, it. And so, yeah. so everybody is recruiting is at an extremely high level. Um, so it's not like we feel like, oh, hey, we're you know this this great private school that we're going to come in and just get all the kids. We're going to have to work because these guys are doing such a great job. Um, uh, but that also makes it a lot of fun, right? I think that's the competitive part as a as a coach, you don't, uh, or as a as an assistant coach and recruiter. That's part of it. That's part of our game is getting out and recruiting. But they're at such a high level right now. It's 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 tough. I would think, just in general, that the the the, the water is going to raise your boat faster. For sure. Don't you think? For sure. You know sure. what I mean? If if you were in Alabama and starting a program, it's, it's going to be way easier here. 100%. And then you couple that with what a great institution your school is already. You have a great reputation as a great academic school. And then right. the campus, if you haven't been there, you told me some kids had never seen it before. I'm like, it's so beautiful. It's a great it. school. Yeah, and- it, it's amazing. And I think all those pieces are in place. There's nothing when I walked on that campus – and and everything starts to make sense after you you know you the whole Mayak thing and and, and get yeah booted out like it there's nothing on that campus that looks like a small Division three school no nothing nothing and so obviously you know we have some things that we have to do on our end from uh, from uh, you know hockey perspective in terms of buildings and things like that um, but everything else is there uh, you know we have unbelievable leadership Doctor Essen has has been at you know, he's been at Ohio State, been at Minnesota, been at Penn State, been at Berkeley. You know, Rico built a program and, you know, really in the middle of nowhere in Ohio. Yeah. And, you know, took it, you know, within seconds of a, you know, of a national championship. And um, so we have an amazing opportunity. And I think the thing is to not feel like things are going to just happen because we're here and it's great and there's so many players. We really got to work at it and really have to dig in and do our work and, and, um, and, and, you know, work with the current players. It's not about, um, you know, I think sometimes in coaching you can get caught up and, oh, I'm just going to go get this guy. I'm going to get this guy. Like you, you really got to focus on your current players because the, the, the better we can make them and develop them as players, our program is going to get better. It's going to attract more people. So it's not just about trying to go get the next kid. You really got to be focused on that player development piece, what you have in-house. From a recruiting perspective, you guys really haven't made a splash yet. The girl, the women's program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't. I don't to, know the names. I've heard the. I've heard it, the names, but I don't. But I, they I'm, do a I'm great job. Letting you know yeah. right now, yeah. he has Joel Johnson has nailed like six of the top ten players in the, the the junior class. I mean, he's already way out ahead of everybody yeah. else yeah. in the country, not yeah. just in the state, in the country. And it's obviously the numbers game in in women's hockey is a lot different. Because yeah. of junior hockey and the portal, and there's no pro hockey, yeah. extreme pro. I mean, yeah. make a career. It's yeah. different. 
But the reason I'm bringing up the women's team is you can see it. Yeah. You know I mean, you can see yeah. that there's already an attraction for to sure. your place without a building. So imagine right. when you get the architectural rendering for the building, you're going to make an immediate impact on the state. Yeah. And I think that, I think excited that, about that. I think there's going to be some schools out there that are going to be like, wait, they just got who? Yeah. You know, because that's what's happening in women's hockey already. And they're what, six months in. Yeah. No, it's exciting. And, and they've done a great job. And, and, um, you know, I know I'm already searched pretty well from my CC time, and he's right. It's kind of nice having a Hobie Baker yeah. kind of winner right down the hallway. But uh, yeah, he'll he'll yeah. flash that in front That's of your it. eyes all the time. He's really big. Yeah. He never talks himself up. Talks yeah. himself up big time all the time. Yeah, such a such a good human, right? Like oh, Marty's unbelievable. I so, had Marty here for oh, a, yeah. for a pod. It was I'm great. Sure. It was I'm good. Sure. He's so humble. He, he he didn't he I think he lives in Edina. He didn't want to tell me that he lived in Edina. That's just the way he is. Like, oh, I don't want anyone to know that I live in Edina, you know? Like, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's awesome. He's awesome. So, yeah, they've done a great job their staff and and um got their first win this weekend, which is awesome. And so it's 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 been it's been fun to be at St. Thomas while all the programs are starting and literally yeah, like like, the first football game. Yeah, I mean, it's it, super it, cool. It's Everything's the new. energy's got to be pretty cool. The energy is palpable. Dumb yeah. question: Do you have an office on campus, or is your office at the the, the rink? Our office, we have an office on campus. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just yeah. curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the rink is so far away. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not far away, but it's right. not further on than normal. Yes, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no. So we're on campus, and and then we have our coaches' stuff at the uh, at the academy. Right. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So let's not. I, I don't want to leave this part of it out. We'll get back to recruiting here in just a second. We'll talk about St. Thomas, kind of bundle it all up. But I want to talk about growing up African American in a really, 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 really white sport. Not completely white, but almost all white sport. Right. What was your f- how did you? What was you? How did you uh, see that? Was it other sports too that you played, uh, or? I mean, I just, I really, from a hockey perspective, I just kind of played. I didn't think much of it. Um, I knew it was a little bit different. But um, it, you had to have been called bad names yeah, for at sure at some point. So you couldn't have just for, completely ignored it, right? For sure. It, but it was funny because I'd get it kind of from both ends, and I, what I mean by that is because it's Seattle's not a not a hotbed of hockey, right? I literally I went to school of fifteen hundred. My middle school was fifteen hundred students. I was the only hockey player. So like, even my buddies, like from school, were like, "What are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. You know, you're going to Canada for what?" And so it was. Uh, it's very different to. I knew that hockey was different for me. I knew that I was kind of different within hockey. Um, there were a few um, like. Going back to that experience working for the Thunderbirds, like I saw Jerome McGinley play. That was really cool. You kind of look like question. McGinley a little bit. I, I wish I played like Jerome. <laughs> I wish I played like Jerome. But yeah, um, he uh, he he was great. I mean, he was like one of my kind of first idols because I was yeah. you know guys that I that I you know saw that looked like me. And yeah. So um, I think going through it, and, I, and I've always told people when they ask me this question, like. The beauty of it for me was that I had teammates and coaches that reacted to negative situations more regarding than race did. more than I did. And having people have your back is, like, the greatest thing in the world. And I had that 
all the way. Every up. team. Even even at at Tabor, at Northeastern, I actually played with two other black guys, which is the coolest thing because I hadn't done that before. Um, and so that was unique. Um, pro hockey played with a few guys here and there, and it's mattering. But, um, but I always had teammates that had my back, and I think that is uh, that's the lesson, I guess, in that. Be a good teammate, right? Be a good teammate. Did you ever? Did you ever? uh, Did you ever get into situations where you didn't want to play because of it? No, the only time I didn't want to play hockey is when I got cut from one of the travel teams, and I said I don't want to play anymore. (laughs) My mom said, "Okay, you don't have to play anymore." And then I was like, "All right, I want to go to hockey again." So um, I had one year of B hockey, and that was enough to kind of get me going. Fire you up a little bit. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad. I I didn't want to ignore that fact and yeah. i thought it'd be an interesting topic for today i, to I, I think it's on. important as a coach now more importantly to to help other coaches along uh, younger coaches because um, i'm not old by any means but i but i um have a little bit more experience so i can talk to some younger coaches which i'm really excited to do and um nhl is a really cool program for coaches of color that i'm a that i'm a part of and and so it's been great to work with some younger coaches talk to some older coaches uh, and be a part of that as well too so it's been a cool opportunity and we talked about this before uh we we, we started the show we talked about skin pigment and it just oh it's so silly i mean you th- think about it, it's kind of silly I, I put my hand next to yours and again i've played a lot of golf so my hand's a little darker <laughs> but like there's not much difference i think it says more about your uh lifestyle uh, yeah golfing intense. too much <laughs> yeah we just wait till the winter then that's we can put it we pull yeah, our mittens off at a rink and like oh yeah i'm white again that's Right, it, whatever. It. But it, it's just it's such a stupid thing yeah. that our country or the culture in general makes such a big deal out of. Yeah. When it real, what really matters is can he skate? Yeah. And is he a good teammate? Does he have my back like yeah. you talked about? And and I think we run into that way too yeah. much. We get way too caught up in that. Yeah. And I, and I live, I try and live in the middle. And you know, part of this business obviously is about people. I love. I always kind of said. I heard. I think it was an old like Dick Chap quote and he just said I collect people. I love collecting people's stories. I love collecting recruit stories, learning about people, learning about families and 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 when I when I like I kind of alluded to before when I recruit a kid, like you're investing a lot of time in it. I love that process. Whether the kid goes XYZ school, um I really enjoy that process and getting to know people and I think at the end of the day with all this stuff it's about people, and if you care about people and treat people the right way, it shouldn't matter what they look like, what they believe in, sexual orientation, any of that stuff. Like at the end of the day, for me, um, it's about being great people, being a great person. Well, let's just get to it. Like we talked about all these kids. I, I, one of my questions I asked you was, are you going to go after some of these Colorado college kids that you had such success? And your answer is great. I like it. Tell me what it was. Uh, I think there are a lot of great, great players out there. And I think at this, at the end of the day, you know, I think, you know, I want them to, to, to carve their own path there. And I'm going to just continue to, to, to support them as, um, you know, a friend. Like I, I, I kind of jokingly said, I recruit, recruit for, recruit for life, you know, and there are kids that, um, you know, when I first started who are out of college hockey now and they're on playing pro hockey and you bump into them at a rink and it, and it actually, it feels great to be able to talk with them and chat with them. And I think they remember the process and, and that's all good. At the end of the day, it's about the player and you know, that's, that's what I, 
that's what I value more than anything. And, and, um, you know, you, you, you cheer for players, you know, uh, maybe not out in the open, but you certainly cheer for players and their for success sure. at other schools and other opportunities um, because you get to know them so well. And um, and and I think that's the that's my biggest thing with this and in, in recruiting is just I want to, um, yeah, we want to go out and get the best kids and get the best players and get the best people. Um, but at the end of the day, you want to put the player first and and their kind of dreams and wants and 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 you hope those things all tie in with your own with the school that you're at right recruit them so those kids that you recruited aren't pretty much hands off you're not going to go after those yeah no no we we, you know there are a lot of great players out there as my good friend (laughs) jason herder says there are enough good players out there yeah there are definitely there's a lot of there's the reality is there's there's um the NCAA, in in a lot of ways, as it should, takes like tampering and things like this very seriously, especially with the portal, because the portal is, uh, having been on both sides of it, um, is soup can be super emotional because you have players that have played for you uh, that maybe need uh, another opportunity or want another opportunity, and you know you've recruited those players, you've you know you've you've uh, coached those players, and 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 they're looking for another opportunity, and you gotta you have to embrace that uh, on some level. And so it can be emotional, especially if kids transfer in, in your conference and you got to see yeah. them four times. It's a nightmare. Uh, yeah. But, um, but at the end of the day, I've always been a player's first guy and I, and I want them to have success. And sometimes that means that they may have to, you know, make a, make a change and go somewhere else, you know? All right. So let's talk about uh, Leon and how Leon recruits. I, I think I got a pretty good idea. So you got university of St. Thomas, um, you have a you're you're in the Twin Cities, which is huge because now you know you have all the the great players from the Minneapolis St. Paul area within fifteen twenty minutes to come in and visit your campus, which is let's not kid ourselves. Colorado College is no easy task to get a kid on an airplane and come and visit your school. So now you have broken down all the walls of that process. You have a br- all the newness, right? You have mm-hmm. Division One football, Division One basketball, Division One swimming. They have Division One everything now. 21 Division One sports. Right. I knew it was a lot, right? So you have all these. It's a Division One school. You have that to sell. There's so much to sell. And then once you get that 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 building, it's going to be even easier to sell. Tell me about what, what the pitch is. Um, you got a kid now. You're gonna want to. You're gonna want to get one of these W's. You're gonna want to go get a kid who is thinking about UMD or St. Cloud or Minnesota or Wisconsin or North Dakota. Because eventually, that's you win those players. You also win. You actually beat those teams on the ice too. So that's that's your job, right? At the end of the day, that's your job is to 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 win those battles. What are you gonna do to get that done? I think it's like it's like anything loaded really, question, really right? You have to you have to get to know the kid and, and the family and and understand where they're coming from and and what motivates that you know student athlete. I think at the end of the day, that's what it's about. And I think you have to find um, the student athlete that fits your culture. I think yep. I think you can go after guys that are really good players that maybe don't fit your culture or what you how you want to play, and I think it's important to, to that those uh, mesh up. Um, the other thing is, the thing that's I think that's so important is is, and what I think we offer is an unbelievable student experience. Right. I mean, there's there are few places that you're going to get a better education. 
have more fun, live in a great place, and go to school with great people and be connected forever. I mean, we have 115,000 alums that are, you know, crazy for purple. Yeah. So, um, so there's just so much opportunity here at, at St. Thomas. And, uh, but at the end of the day, um, from a hockey perspective, we're going to go after great, great kids, kids who value the academic experience, um, value um, being, a, you know, the, the piece, uh, you know, a piece of the puzzle. You know, not the whole puzzle themselves, um, because that's what sustains over time. It's not just getting that one or two elite guys, but but really right. getting a team of, you know, getting the best team and, and building from there. I wonder what the I, I know they're being real nice to you now. They're they're scheduling you and letting you in the you know, but I wonder when that's going to stop. When it's going to be oh yeah, Leon, nice. And they start tapping you on the head. When, when you start stealing their recruits, do you think it'll change? I, I don't know. I don't have to deal with scheduling anymore. Rico does that. So no, I, you know what I mean. It's it's, uh, it's gonna happen. I think the reality is the good news is we're in a great conference, so that's that's a box checked. Um, you know, at the end of the day, I think ultimately really good teams want to play really good teams. I think that's what you'll yeah. see. You know, on our schedule, that's that's why we 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 know where we're at. We have a better sense of where we're at by playing St. Cloud than you know by playing someone else. You know, right. P- pick pick whatever school so we've we learn you learn a lot about yourself uh you prepare yourself to win championships by playing other championship level teams and i think ultimately that's what 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 coach wants to do and you know we we will have minnesota on the schedule kind of full time in three years uh or two seasons whatever that works out um and we're gonna get north dakota on the schedule that's that's been worked out um in a couple of years college scheduling is tough because you, people think oh we'll just go play these no, guys and it's you not can. Easy. It's, it's it's even for us trying to fit in to to and other you're gonna be on the road stuff. a lot yeah we're on the road early and then we we play a few games at home but we we play penn state this year we play uh, Arizona at home state. yeah penn state at home yeah thanksgiving come on a- get, get at, some turkey and yeah. at at yeah. st thomas oh, Academy. Yeah. Oh yeah! We're, no way! We're, we're ready to rock! Yeah. How cool is that? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. So um, we have a great schedule. That place will be sold out. Yeah, it's, it'll be it'll be rocking in there, and we'll get as many students in as possible, and and many fans. So it's it's really exciting, um, you know. And then you know you look at the conference, and there's just the conference is tough, and uh, you know Mankato four times, and Bemidji right. four <laughs> times, and you go all the way down the list. And, you know what they've done up at Northern, and what they consistently yeah. do at Bowling Green, and Michigan Tech. Fair, you know yeah. uh, LSU just just split with Omaha. Like yeah. you know uh, Ferris just split. Like it's you know Tech is one of the toughest buildings in the country to go in and, and play in. It's 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 a great conference and having in in down to eight eight teams, and it, it makes every weekend that much more um, uh, important and. Um, you know, just from the look and feel in the league, and, and again, I don't know as much, and I haven't been in a lot of meetings in terms of how things. It's it's unbelievable what they're doing to the different rinks and and uh, all the protocols and things like that are. Great. Will you guys fly to any of those games? We fly to Fairbanks. Oh, we don't, oh, we don't, we Fairbanks is in your non, league, non-conference. No, I'm talking in the league. Uh, no, we're gonna we're gonna bus. bus it to Ferris yeah, even. Huh? Yeah, yeah, we'll bus. We'll okay. bus and um, and then. Uh, Fly to Arizona State, so, so yeah. So in conference, we're just gonna bus. Okay. That's a nice part too. You don't have to. There's not a long, yeah. not a lot of long trips. I mean, Northern and Tech yeah. aren't that far. Playing hockey day against Mankato. 
Yeah. You know, so yeah, you guys are just coming out party right yeah, away. I think too, and it I think it speaks to the seriousness of the school. Um just in terms of who they've hired on, on, on frankly, the men's and women's side uh, in terms to lead the programs. <laughs> um, and, it's impressive. And where we're going to be and where we want to be. Um, so that's good pressure on us, I guess, as, you know, one of the guys with, with Coach Leyland trying to bring people in um, and, 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 you know, inviting, you know, student-athletes to come play here. Um, it's a big undertaking, and it's a lot of responsibility, but we're excited for it. All right, uh, so th- when – okay, there's a St. Thomas question. When can you guys play for national championship? Do you know what season that is? Uh, I is don't it, know is the it a moving season, target. So, yeah, it, it feels it like it might be a moving so, target. So there's, there's, there's some confusion. Like we have kids that, you know, they're like, you're not going to play for national championship for like 15 years. Like, no, no that's it's not what happens. Five so, is so, what I've heard. Is so this, five, is this year so five, one? So five is a year, but it actually starts when they got named. So that's burned a year already, right? So we're already done with the year. So, so last year yeah. – yeah, so they're going to. So um, this is year two. Yeah, so they're gonna also gonna appeal that because for some of the other programs, they actually can't compete in the conference tournament because of that. Not in hockey, we can compete for a CCA championship. Right. Um. And uh, so so we're in good shape there, but they're they're going to appeal that, and, and there's been some precedent sent before in the past. So we feel pretty confident. So you that could we'll get be, we'll year five might be the first year. Uh, no, I think it'll be before that. We're hopeful for it to happen. But this is that. year two, so like yeah. you're going to have at least two more years after maybe. this? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, okay. All right. But All there's right. precedent that's been set in other sports, so. Okay. All right. I just, that, that's always, that's one of the knocks, right? But if you were a crew, Tony, I would just tell you, that's only four games, man. I would say that, too. It's only four games. I, I would Some say that, too. Some only play one of those four. I, I'm, I'm with you, because it really, I mean, when you think about it. And it's hard what? to win a league championship. One of it's your win a conference championship. Yeah, one of your uh, things is we we're here to develop young men. We're here to develop professional hockey players. You know, you, all of those you can check. You can still check all those boxes 100%. without going. That would be the way I would look at it. Hundred percent. No, it, it is. And 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 you know, listen. We want to compete for championships. We want we want that opportunity, and we believe we can get there. But at the end of the day, we want to make sure that. Our players, our student-athletes are getting better each day at everything they do in the classroom, um, in the rink, who they are as people um, on campus, and, and working on, on that every day. And if, and if we do that, we're going to have a championship program. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, I think we've covered We've checked a lot of boxes up here. There's a lot to cover with yep. Leon. I've had an absolute blast. Good luck to your program. I can't wait to, to see my first game over at your existing building and see you guys play. Get your purple on. Get some purple on. I, I will. Uh, Leon Hayward, assistant coach at University of St. Thomas.